everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Season 6, Episode 19, The One with Joey's Fridge. I'm not talking to you. You broke my fridge. (laughs) Oh, I love this. I don't know why. It's just, it's like so out of nowhere and so funny. I know. When we watched this one the other night, I said to Matt, I was like, can you imagine being clever enough to come up with all of these random plot lines that totally work for these characters, but honestly have nothing to do with anything? I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, could you imagine being clever enough to like come up with all the excuses why people owe you money for half of the fridge like Joey does? And I couldn't even. That's also good. (laughs) An entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Like all these random things that they come up with. Oh um, my gosh. Yes. That don't actually move the plot at all, but are the best parts of the entire show. Oh yeah. Um, I'm like, it's amazing because. All I, was, I can think is they draw on some real life experiences or what they hear from other people. Oh, you must be right. Like somebody was like, oh, my crazy roommate was trying to make me pay for half of mm-hmm. his fridge. And they were like, we're using Which, that. Okay. So I actually had a friend's like experience today. Oh my gosh. Tell, tell us. Okay. So I'm going to a wedding this weekend and it's very fancy. And so I'm overthinking what I'm wearing and how I'm doing my hair and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm not pale right now, but I haven't been out in the sun in a couple of weeks. And it's been like, not just hot outside, but so incredibly humid. And in my backyard, the mosquitoes are insane. Like, I walked out to the garage the other night. And by the time I walked, it's detached. And by the time, you know, it takes five, ten seconds to walk out to the garage, I was being swarmed. And our poor outdoor cat, we like barely leave him outside right now because he... He looks like Pigpen with all the mosquitoes swarming Mm. around him. Like, it's really bad. So I just haven't been outside at all. And I'm like, I'm wearing like a light pink dress. I'm like, I think I'd feel better if I was a little bit tan. So I was like, I'll just go get a spray tan. Which I don't do often. But I've started doing like before beachy vacations. Because um, if any of you, Ashley knows this about me. But you all might not know that I am like a total sun worshiper. And will sacrifice healthy levels of sunscreen because I want to get tan and I get really I call it sun greedy like I'm just like if I just stay out a little bit longer I could get a little bit more sun so when I feel tan I feel less inclined to do that so I've started getting spray tans before vacation so I'm like Mm. I don't have to bake in the sun all day I'm already tan it's totally fine whereas normally I feel like this is my one opportunity to get brown so (laughs) You know, so um, it's like it's like kind of like a little drug for me. So I was like, I'll just feel better if I'm spray tan. So anyway, I go to the place and they're like, oh, you haven't been here in a long time. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's been like a global pandemic and stuff. And the last time <laughs> I needed a tan was when I went. It. Maybe you heard of it. Um, the last time I needed a tan was when I went on a cruise a year and a half ago. And they were like, yeah, that's when we see you in the system. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> anyway, so I book in. I go into the back. And um, have you ever gotten a spray tan, Ash? Um, yes, but um, in the like, like by a person. Yeah, by a person who came to my home and like set up a little like pop up tent in our garage. Um, okay, so Ashley was, watches yeah. a lot of Real Housewives, so you can see what levels she's on. It was um, my roommate. I went to Suntan my roommate was City. Like, my roommate was like, "Oh, I'll like hire someone to come do this," and I was like, "Done." Before we went to Bali. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah, we're we're fancy. Carry on. So you went but to the peasant. It's farm. basically, <laughs> I went to the peasant farm where basically you just get in like a changing room, like it's a small like air airplane bathroom sized little pod, and it it's in a it's in a room, and then the pod is in the room. If that yes. makes sense, it, like we, I think we're all with you. Okay, so anyway, um. There's no like door on the pod, but you have to like do all these weird poses to stand the right way as the machine sprays, you know? And so I'm, I'm like, okay, which one is, I know that front is first, but then I can't, couldn't remember if it was left or right. And so I pushed the button and then I was like, wait, I need to just check one more time. Okay. Front, right, left, back. And the thing's announcing, it's like face the nozzles. And I was like, "Uh, uh, shoot, no, 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 no. And I was like, I... I don't know if I'm facing the nozzles. I don't know which way the nozzles are because the the description of how you're supposed to stand is like on what I thought was kind of the back side. But I'm like, how am I supposed to know which 
poses to do if it's back here. So maybe it's, and I had like a half a second and thankfully I heard the thing start like the, the hydraulics started. Yeah. yeah. And thankfully I'm short. So it, I had that half second to turn, to turn my face back. Cause I was like, I was about to be four fours on one side. Oh, I mean, I guess gosh. in theory I could have done my backside and then when I was supposed to do my back, I could have done my front maybe. Um, but it was like, you I was so, an eight. I was nearly an eight <laughs> and I just, I thought about it the entire time. I was like, I was so close to royally screwing this whole thing up. I mean, only time will tell. I just got it today. So chances are I could have screwed it up. What are you? Puerto Rican. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually looking at my hands right now and realizing like, I didn't do a very good job with the cream and they're a little bit orange. So, oh my gosh, we'll see. Well, that's we'll see fun. how this goes. So you're going to be um, an oompa loompa in a pink dress at this wedding, is what you're telling us? Yeah, I'm going to look great. I'm going to look really great. <laughs> I'm going to feel super good. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, all I could think about was the episode of Friends. Of course, I wouldn't have just kept facing the same way. Oh, but he turns around. That's what it is. He has two yeah, sets of nozzles. Yeah, he turns around because in the first one he goes into, yeah. it's just got the one set. And then in the other one, it's got two sets. So that does throw you. Yeah, that is confusing. This one anyway, only had one. but that is not this episode. But I love that that happened to you. And I do <laughs> hope that it worked out and you're not an eight. But it'd be pretty funny if you were so post We'll picks. see. Yeah. yeah if I this Hawaiian picks, tropic. I know. <laughs> The first time I got a spray tan, I did look like an eight. It was very dark. But I was also very tan. And so I was going to say, just... you tan so easily, though, and you do get really, yeah. really dark. Well, so this it's actually is when not I still lived in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. I just, I was very dark. Yeah. Um, I used like to not understand spray hours. tans, but, like, to be honest with you, um, the sun in New Zealand is so, so harsh that, like, it's just not the dumb thing to like sit out and bake because like so yeah. many people have skin cancer here. It's really bad. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I'm like, yeah, actually spray tan's great. Like if I, I get it, I feel better with a little bit of a tan. Like you, I don't know, you mm-hmm. just feel like you look a little bit better. You know, you just feel more, I don't know, whatever. And so I, I'm like, why not? I guess I don't know anything about the chemicals in them and if it's good for you or not, but hey. It's definitely not. Yeah. Is it better than the sun damage, though? Don't know. Well, I think verdict's still out. The sign I read on the back door that was basically like, the FDA does not um, think that spraying yourself with this stuff is a very good idea, so make sure you close every orifice on your body and don't get any of it in you, okay? <laughs> Enjoy. That's Bye. the paraphrase. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should. But just is be anything pale good for you? I don't no, know. No, I don't know. We probably should just be pale, but I don't want to. That you know, fate worse than death. Okay, so I think we should start by talking about Joey's fridge, if that's okay. I know it's the highlight, so we're gonna. It is. We're gonna peak too. We're Very gonna peak excited. pretty early, but. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the episode, Joey's like ripping the back of his fridge off, which look, I'm no mechanic, but I don't feel like that's a good idea. Well, this thing's clearly this thing's in, the just way. in the way. <laughs> we were laughing so hard. Oh, it's just so good. Oh. And then he like somehow electrocutes himself and um, the fridge stops working. And so um, when, <laughs> when Rachel comes in and he's like, oh, hey, Rach, roomy. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Hey, like, Speaking of that, uh, the fridge broke, and so you owe me half. And she's like, what, Joey? No, I'm I'm here for, like, a couple weeks, you know, mm-hmm. until my apartment is on fire, damaged. Um, and he's like, my parents bought me this fridge, or my parents bought this fridge when they got married, or something like that. And shortly after I was born. Yeah, shortly after I was born. And now you move in and it breaks. So what does that tell you? And she's like, that fridges don't live as long as people. And um, so I like that she's sticking to her guns and is like, this is ridiculous. No. And then Chandler comes in and is like, oh, hey. And he's like, oh, good. The fridge is broke. Um, since you lived here, you know, for, for this long, you owe me half. And... Joey's, I love how Chandler's like, wait, what are you talking about? And he's like, say we were a couple. 
and we separated and we had a kid <laughs> and that kid dies and I have to buy a new kid. <laughs> you have to buy a new kid. Chandler's like, okay. And he's like, give me $400. <laughs> oh my gosh. And of course, they're both the, f- the famous line. Thank God you're pretty. Thank God you're pretty. Uh, oh, so so that happens. And then um, later on, Ross is over there talking to them about something. And Joey's like, well, you know, you could just... And then like walks in and pushes him into the fridge, which is so... I, I died. It's so good. Whoa, whoa, you broke my fridge. He's like, oh, he's what like, are you doing? You, you broke know? my fridge. And he's like, what? You pushed me. Or he's Chandler's like, Joey, I saw you push him. You pushed him? I'm not talking to you. You broke my fridge. <laughs> and then oh. Ross, that has been broken for a while. Oh, it's so <laughs> funny. And then there's actually a part that was cut out. Um, but when they're talking about Elizabeth going on spring break, which we'll get to later... And he's like, yeah, you know, she's going to be at this all-inclusive resort with free drinks and meals paid for. And and Joey's like, if she can afford that, she can certainly afford to pay for half of my fridge that she broke. Half the fridge she broke. Oh, I forgot about that part. I didn't even realize they cut it out. Good eye. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just so funny. And I do not know where Joey gets off. But I love when he – it's very entrepreneurial of him. He's trying. Mm Mm-hmm. You and forgot then, the last one. Oh yeah, sorry. And so then he's like, "Oh, Phoebe's, there you are. You owe me four hundred bucks for the for half of my fridge." And she's like, "Okay, but you owe me six hundred for all the good vibes I've been putting out at your last auditions." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, do you want to just call it even?" She's like, "No, all right." <laughs> I know that is classic Joey. Like I feel like he <clears throat> kind of skirts that kind of stuff all the time. Especially with Phoebe and Chandler. Yeah, like feeling like he got out of it. Yeah. Where like they really just didn't get what they were supposed to have, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite funny. So anyway, um, so that is, I mean, that's a real summary, but I do have to, I can't emphasize enough how much this is the glue that holds this episode together and how funny it is. (laughs) It's so funny. Just trust us. It's funny. He's so funny. Trust us, it's funny. If it you don't funny. know, just just believe me. Okay? It. it was funny. Uh, no, it's really good. It's Have you ever like had a, a roommate try to make you pay for something like Aww. this? <clears throat> I don't think so. But I also like the roommates I had, we either like didn't like when I lived in London, we like didn't have anything to our name too. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um and I feel like I never really lived with, like, food stealers or anything. Yeah. So I don't feel like there was anything like that. And I don't – thankfully, I never encountered anything that, like, something broke and it was like, well, who owns this? You know, we have to replace it. We yeah, never ran into that, sure. thankfully. Um, I did have a roommate once that – it was when I lived in Florida and the people I worked for also owned a coffee shop. So I basically just had free coffee all the time and I never made coffee. I still really am not good at making filter coffee. Like I don't know the ratio and everybody has their own. They're like, just eyeball it. And I'm like, well, what are my eyes looking for exactly? Because, you know. So I still don't really know how to make filter coffee. And even on the weekends, she would either make us a pot of coffee or she had a Keurig and like she would always make the Keurigs for us. And so she was out of town and I was like, all right, well, I'll just make a Keurig for myself because there's just one of me. And so I put the little cup in and this is like 10 years ago. So these were not as commonplace as they are now. Yeah. And I put the little cup in. And then I'm like, okay, well, where do I put the water? And I don't really see an obvious place. So the thing is still open. So I just poured it down the back of the Keurig, basically. Oh, my god! Into the open hole where all the mechanisms are. And, of course, it just starts pouring out on the counter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't turn this thing on because it's going to fry the system. So I <laughs> took it outside and dried it off as best as I could and, like, had the blow dryer on low trying to just, like, oh get the god. water out, you know? 
And I was like, I'm sure I broke this and it's probably going to be like $200 and that's just not the kind of money I'm working with right now. So I was so nervous. And then she came back and I was like, I'm really scared to turn it on. I'm pretty sure I broke it. And if I did, I'll buy you a new one. And we turned it on and it worked just fine. So thankfully, I don't think the water like sat in there. It just kind of like rolled through it you know and cord, so you know funny. cords are like covered and stuff i was really nervous i was gonna have to i mean i would have willingly bought her a new one i yeah. poured water down it like the like a dum-dum <laughs> i um, love that mental image of you out like blow drying a keurig <laughs> oh my gosh on a pad on a like a balcony patio of a oh. second story condo oh my gosh probably in the middle of the summer <laughs> Like, don't mind me. Just crazy. Just drinking during the day. Just crazy. And what's funny is that when she moved, she actually gave me that Keurig. Oh, and taught you how to use it. And taught me how to use it. So now, well, actually, I gave it to someone else now because I don't use it. But that's funny. That's the closest thing I've come. What about you? No, I don't think so. I feel like I had a roommate in Chicago who made us all chip in for something that well, I did have a roommate who was the like... The air purifiers? Yeah, I was going to say something like that. I, I did have a roommate who insisted that we get... Cake. So there was three of us living in a place, and we were like... Two of us were like, no, nah, we don't need TV. We don't need a TV. Like, we'll mm-hmm. just watch Netflix if we want. And the third roommate was like, no, 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 we have to... Like, I want cable. Like, we have to pay for it. And we were like, ugh. And then somehow we all ended up having to split it. Which I really, really wish I would have put my foot down because I was like, I don't care. I don't want to watch this. But of course, like if it's on, I'll come out and watch TV. So like, well, yes, right. I, I mean, was there's no using way to be it, like, but... I'm not going to use it. But if you would have all just said we're not going to have it, you wouldn't have had to pay for it. Yeah, I kind of wish I would have just been like, no, sorry, if you want that, you have to pay for it because we don't. But we just gave in. So we did end up and it was like not cheap, you know, cable's not cheap but um and that was when I was in grad school so it's not like I had extra cash to splash around but look like I can't remember anything I can't remember yeah thankfully nothing massive has broken that I was on the hook for that I remember and nothing that you didn't break that you were still on the hook for yeah no once I do remember I moved (laughs) out of a out of a house and um I moved out and I think they were, I think the roommates who were still living there like weren't able to fill my spot. And so they were trying to come after me to pay for my share of the like utilities or something. Or maybe mm. it was like my share of the rent because they couldn't, because yeah, I, it wasn't a ton of money. But again, it was like right after college, I like, I was like not in grad school. I didn't have a job. I was working like volunteering at a nonprofit. And they were like, no, you owe us this money. And I was just like, I actually don't, but I'd rather like have friendships with you guys than money. So like, I will pay this if, if it's going to be an issue, but I need you to know that I'm actually not like obligated to, and I'm only doing it to to be nice and to maintain our friendships. And they were like, actually, no, you're, you're right. We shouldn't be charging you for this. And I was like, cool, good. But (laughs) it's weird. It was very weird. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, nothing major. That same person, though, no, I don't know if I want to say this or not. That's, well, I'll say it to you, and then we can decide if we want to leave it or not. That same person, um, I am pretty sure, like, is fully unstable now and, like, has recently tried to start Facebook scamming me for money. So that's about uh, where that went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that person. Okay. Yeah. So that feels on brand. It feels on yeah, I was like, oh, little glimpses from the beginning. Who like was always mm-hmm. a quirky person, but now is like fully off the rails. So I wish them well. I do not think they are well, but I wish they would be well. <laughs> so there's that. Be anyway. well, be well. Um, okay, so the next thing that's going on is Rachel comes in and says that um, Ralph Lauren announced some, they're doing some charity and Ralph bought a table. Um, I like how like the friends world is like, if you work for Ralph Lauren, like in no world would Rachel actually be in like Ralph's inner circle, I don't feel like. But I guess maybe if he is still the CEO at the time and her boss reports to him, Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I just don't feel like that's how Maybe. it works. 
normally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the one where they go to the silent auction, that one totally makes sense to me because like the whole company is invited. It's a big yeah. fundraiser. Yeah. But buying a table is like eight to like, ten people max. And he'd probably be inviting like, his, Ralph Lauren's like, got no one else. Yeah. Like he'd probably be inviting his like high roller friends to donate tons of money, not like his two <laughs> down like re- direct reports, direct report, who's like an, the assistant buyer. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. Um, so she's got to go and she wants to bring a date, but she doesn't have anybody. Um, and so for some reason I thought this was going to be an episode where like she and Ross get awkward about, but, but it doesn't at all. So I don't know what I was thinking of. Um, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cause there are those episodes yeah. where like, even though things are like well past, they still kind of get awkward. But anyway, so so she's like, I just want a guy who, like, can rent his own tux and just, like, show up. And, you know, basically that's it. Like, very low standards. Um, yep. And so... <laughs> he has to be a male with at least $50. $50. So close, Ooh, Joey. So close. <laughs> <laughs> um, After Chandler's like, oh, sure, I know a cute guy. I'm a good friend Joey here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he doesn't return the favor. <laughs> Oh yeah, true. Um, and so, so um, Phoebe is like, I can't remember how this all happens, but I know that like Phoebe's like, oh yeah, I found somebody, and I think maybe she's telling Monica and Chandler, and then Monica and Chandler are like, oh, we actually found somebody too, and so then they start having that argument about like, yeah, well, because Phoebe comes and she's like, oh, I found someone for Rachel, oh, it's Rachel and Monica here, and Chandler yeah. are like, oh, good, we did too. And she's like, oh, good. Then she can choose between my guy and your weirdo. And your weirdo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they're like, why is our guy a weirdo? And she's like, oh, you know. Um, just your type. Just your type. Yeah. But so Phoebe's like, well, my guy is a lawyer and he does volunteer work. And Monica and Chandler are like, well, our guy works with Chandler and he's smart and he's funny and he's a good dresser and he smells incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you want our guy to be your guy? <laughs> um and so, yeah, so they basically are, like, doing this proxy fight thing. Um, and so they're sitting at the coffee shop, and Rachel comes in and is like, oh, meet Sebastian. We just met at the magazine stand. <laughs> and um, he goes Grabbing up. Robin for the last field and stream. Field and stream. <laughs> and um, he goes to get them coffee, and she's like, they're like, what is this, Rachel? We both like lined guys up for you. And she's like, oh, well, thank you. But like, I think I'll just take this guy. And they're like, oh, you know, like get all offended and start grilling him. (laughs) So do you do volunteer work? I don't know. It's just that I know somebody who cares about others. Are you funny, (laughs) Sebastian? Tell us a joke. Tell a joke. Um, What do you think? Sebastian's not cute. No, Sebastian has like a... Oh no. There's like an odd look to him. Yes. Like you'd end like up seeing him on like Dateline. Yes, exactly. I was like the kind of guy that you're like, oh, he's sweet. He's nice. He's funny. He's like kind of cute. And oh, he's down to earth. I like that. And then you're like, you know, in a, his, he makes you into a skin suit. And yeah. Goes or just like. There. Either like super creepy or just the kind of guy that like almost like a Chip Matthews type where he just like is a misogynist who treats women poorly Mm -hmm. and is rude to the waiter. Like that type of a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just got, there's something about him that's off. I have to say, I think we're wrong about Sebastian because he sees the red flags going up everywhere and decides to get out of Dodge. Well, I don't think that means we're wrong about these it. psychos. I think that means mm, that he's true. like, she's not worth this effort, which like, fair enough. Yeah. He literally just met this woman. And so he's, he's like, like, I'll use my roofies on someone else. Yes. He's like, I got to go. And she's like, oh, I don't have your number. And he's like, okay, bye. Because <laughs> like, well, he's like, but it's best because he's like, call me sometimes. She's like, oh, you didn't leave your number. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> and I love that. Phoebe's like, well, he scares uh, easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to go to a, a benefit? Oh, I don't know. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I don't, I'm not sad about it. Bye, Sebastian. Um, and so then um, for the same storyline, so Rachel's chilling at the coffee shop. Chandler and Monica come in all like 
Oh, I guess when when um, I, I, there's a part where Sebastian says something like, I just wanted to have coffee with Rachel. And Phoebe's like, yeah, so do a lot of people. Um, so anyway, oh, Phoebes. bye, Sebastian. So so um, Rachel's in the coffee shop and Chandler comes in all twitchy and is like, hey, so when's good for you to meet our guy? And she's like, oh, tomorrow night. And they're like, yeah, tomorrow's good. Tomorrow's good. How about right now? And so they pull him in. <laughs> His name is Eldad, which is an interesting choice for this fictional character. Yes. I'm like, I have never heard the name Eldad in my entire life. It sounds maybe like Turkish. Eldad. Yeah. No, I don't think I've ever heard it. It sounds, but he doesn't. It doesn't seem to be, maybe they were just trying to be diverse. Because I was like, he's just like a blonde guy. Like, I don't know that he had to be, Yeah, he's not really a diverse character. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, right, I know. Oh, apparently it is a biblical name in the Book of Numbers, so it is a Hebrew name. Oh, well, there you go. So, oh, so maybe he's like Lime. Jewish New Yorker. Okay. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. That checks out, I guess. Um, checks out. We'll allow it. <clears throat> we'll allow it. So Elzad so comes misogynist in. and the guy with a Hebrew name walks in, walk into a bar. Walk into a bar. He goes home with Rachel. Um, and they're like, oh, here, meet Eldad. Okay, okay, we can get the hint. You guys want alone time? I'm like, oh, never, <laughs> never ask Monica to be breezy. Breezy um, of any kind. Yeah. Of any kind. But um, yeah, so honestly, Eldad's really cute. I think. Not he your looks type? like a young Justin Timberlake to me. He does have a boyish face, and but curls and the it's curls gonna be me. <laughs> They're not that bad. They're not ramen noodle curls. It's gonna be my. Well, it's um, like it's gonna be me curls when they were like a little bit grown out and not like white. Oh, not from how blonde they were. Oh, okay. I was. Not, I don't. I don't remember. I was uninterested in Justin Timberlake always a brian latrell girl myself anyway um i thought you were gonna say i thought you were saying always a bridesmaid <laughs> i was like what does that like have to that, do with <laughs> okay ash do you want to talk about that we can talk about that too uh okay <laughs> no 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 um so rachel's sitting on the couch talking with eldod and phoebe comes in and they're like phoebe what are you doing here and she's like, well, I'm here with my guy, Patrick, and I wanted to Rachel to meet him. And they're like, well, you're too late. And she's like, oh, my gosh, they're sitting on the couch talking. I am too late. <laughs> and then like, come on, Patrick. <laughs> and so she's like, hey, Rach, um, Patrick is here to meet you. And she's like, I'm sort of in the middle of something. And she's like, oh, OK, yeah, sit down, Patrick, go. And just like pushes him on her. And it's like, I can't remember what, like how this all happens, but they basically just start hyping up their own guys. Like, feel Eldod's hair. Patrick, give her some money. He's really rich. <laughs> He's he really rich. Great body money. under here. Congrats on all the cash. I don't know. It's just so awkward. But I I feel bad for it's Rachel. So awkward. Because what a weird situation. I, do too. I mean, I appreciate them looking out for her. But it's very clear to me that they are less interested in helping her meet somebody that might be a good like fit for her yeah. to go on a date with than they are about winning whose who's stupid guy she's going to guy pick. is better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like maybe one of them would be good for her. But like I don't think Rachel cares if they do volunteer work, Phoebe. You know, like – I don't think that she's going to be repulsed by the idea, but like, let's look at who Rachel's dated lately. Good point. You know, that's a good it's point. It's like, so what I'm saying is, I think Eldot's the right guy for her. Well, I'm I think it's funny that they're um, like, you could pick our guy or you could pick somebody who Phoebe deemed not good enough for herself, <laughs> which is a very good point. <laughs> So okay, it's on all the cash. On all the cash. <laughs> so, question: Out of Eldad and Patrick, yep. who would you choose to take to your benefit oh. with Ralph Lauren oh. for trees or Ooh. a disease? Hmm. Based on what based you know. on everything we know about them and yes. what they look like. Yes. Um. 
Eldad doesn't look very conversational for some reason. Like, I don't feel like he makes a lot of eye contact. And when Phoebe asks Patrick to give her some money, he um, does it. So... <laughs> so he's... Um, I guess he's charitable. I mean, she is going to a charity ball, so maybe... It's not only that. It just seems like he's a little less, like... Um, I don't know. Eldad just seems a little more stoic. I don't... He doesn't look like he's, like, a lot of fun at a party. Okay. Like, less- even when she's like, you use some sort of special conditioner on that hair, and he's like, it's papaya extract. He, like, doesn't make eye contact and... I don't know. Patrick just seems maybe like he's a little more, uh, as my friend Kate would say, down to clown. Okay, so you you're so, voting Patrick. I'm gonna go. I'm B team Patrick. Yeah. See, I you're feel gonna go like, with Eldad. Well, I feel like Patrick looks like the type of guy who would mansplain Bitcoin to you and then to all the other guests at your table. Um, this is just everybody in a suit, Ashley. I know. <laughs> that's why I don't date men in suits. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I work with them. I have never found them attractive. <laughs> and Ben didn't well, make I'm eye sure contact he... with me the first two dates we had. So, you know, it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, Eldot uh, is a weirdo. And that's just more your type. That's just more my type. <laughs> um, no, I, I am truly actually not attracted to guys in suits. And Patrick is weirdly shaped. I don't know. He just looks stuffed into that suit and annoying. So, too chiseled as well. He's very chiseled looking. So I'm more of an L dot. I don't think he would embarrass me at this charity um, or upstage me. You're right. He might not be as chatty and outgoing, I suppose. But yeah, he's my choice. See, this is why Renee and I got along yeah. so well. And we were never, it's we actually didn't fight really about true. guys. Get you a best friend. I honestly don't think who has a different taste in men than you. Who has bad taste in men. I mean, I'm sorry. Different (laughs) taste. (laughs) Say what you want. But I'm trying to think back. Like, there were, like, tiny little crushes that over, not even overlapped, but, like, there are a handful of boys that we've both acknowledged as being attractive. Yeah. Very, very few. The Venn diagram is, like, a fingernail sliver. Yeah, of all the crushes we've had, of all the guys we've like been involved with, the the overlap is so small. Like so I slim. think I can think of three. Yeah, I was gonna say less than five. And I feel like even those three, I wouldn't even know that most no. of those were like we wouldn't die in a ditch. Actual feelings. Yeah. So, um, it really is true. We've never had like that to fight about, which is really guys nice have to liked just both of us avoid. before. But yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? But we haven't. I mean, who wouldn't? (laughs) But yeah, so so that's more common. I think. I guessing. I don't know. It was maybe a weird comment to say, but um, but no, our our no, and I yeah, our overlap was just so small. Our tastes and men are just so different. But I guess we're we're I think pretty similar. So I I kind of get it. I mean, we're pretty different, but I think that people tend to like both of us. Because we often came as a package deal anyway. So dating one of us was kind of like dating both of us. And I think eventually they would be like, well, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. What if I just went to the other side of the situation? Kind of. I mean, really, like, I think that a lot of it was just that the other one was always around. So it's like they get to know, you know, in the sense of like, if you take like, you know, anything physical out of dating, dating is getting to know somebody. And so like you're getting to know your girlfriend more, but you're also getting to know her best friend a lot, you know. And in a really good light because you're seeing her with her best friend. And yeah, Yeah. I get it. So I get it too. I mean. I mean, look at us. Ashley is one tasty dish. (laughs) I did. We did trivia. It wasn't even trivia a few weeks ago. Don't. No, no, no. No, no. We did not. What? Oh, Renee did. Thank you. Renee. (laughs) Renee did Made the guess which where um, eighth grader you like more. Is that what you were going with those? Because I do not want yes. any part. Okay, you go. I only picked the eighth grader one because it's funny. Like nobody's actually trying to date either one of those people. I knew that nobody was going to pick which one of us present day they were going to date because they wouldn't want to make us feel bad. Oh, was this and after the one had... where Phoebe says... Rachel and Monica freaks out about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I put up polls that was like, who do you think like Rachel would want to date? You know, Phoebe or Monica? And then I put the last one just for fun. Who would you rather date? Eighth grade Renee or eighth grade Ashley? 
It was right down the middle. And I got so many messages from people that were like, this is the hardest one. Don't make me choose. Oh, <laughs> you're both so cute. Like everybody. And I was like, this is what I was trying to avoid. I thought by picking us in eighth grade, it would be funnier because it's like I have on blue eyeshadow and like crazy curled hair it's the curls for me actually looks really good in the picture you actually look really nice in that picture i think we both look the same your curls do crack me up because it is peak like 98 99 or whatever year it was like it was 2000 remember that's the that's the dress i have the picture of celebrate 2000 in the background (laughs) that was our eighth grade dance oh i remember that time to be alive but yeah i do too we went to TGI Fridays before. I think I had a French twist um, in my because <laughs> what else would I? You did have a French twist. What else would I do with this mane? I'm pretty sure my neighbor's mom is the one who did my hair and makeup for me and like plucked my eyebrows for the first time yep. ever in my yep. life. I had a half up, half down. Well, you guys also the picture, but half up, half down with like very <laughs> tight, super hairsprayed curls. And then I had. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those gems you could put in your hair that were like a spiral? Oh, girl, yeah. I couldn't so it looked get like lost, I had floating. But, yeah, because I looked like I had floating gems in my hair, but it was a spiral. Spoiler it was alert! The illusion. Um, and I had very blue eyeshadow on to go with my very blue dress. Oh, it, it was, was like great. Tar it heel was, blue. And wasn't it? Um, was that the dress that was a two piece dress, or was that different? It was a two piece. Yeah, I remember yeah. being. It so... was like a. It was like a. What? What? Oh, I was just going to say it was like a ball gown, like a, a high-waisted ball gown. And then yes. the top was separate. Yeah. So what movie was it? Um, was it? <sighs> oh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes, because I was going to say it was Larissa Olenek had like a pink yeah. version of that. And it was like yeah. the two-piece, like a crop top shirt. and then Hers like a... was a crop top. Mine didn't have belly, but. Oh, yours was like a full. But I remember when you bought the like two-piece, I remember it was like so, I just thought it was so cool and like. A, I didn't have the, um, like, confidence to pull it off. And B, like, never would I have ever been allowed to buy a two-piece, like, prom dress. But I just remember thinking it was, like, the coolest because it was it was just like Larissa Olenek's prom dress from <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> it wasn't, though, because hers was actually, like, looked like two pieces. Mine did not when it was yeah, on. Yeah, but still, you know, it was the same idea. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'm glad to be a trailblazer. I got that dress at Ross. It was twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the budget. I think I got mine from JC so, Penny, but I can't remember how much it cost. Oh my gosh! For this wedding we're going to, we were trying to find Matt a suit, which was like, if anyone has tried to find formal wear lately, it's like barely existing and like. Who goes to malls anymore? But we were at the mall and we went to a bunch of shops and then Matt's like, all right, let's go in JCPenney. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to JCPenney. Oh this my, is you know it's dire. Like we have reached the end of the road. <laughs> so there was not much in there. And I swear they had turned the AC off in the back in the men's Ooh. department. And I was like, is there just truly nobody back here? It's really hot back here. Dang. Um. Yeah, we sorry. We have gotten very derailed. No, I, I was going to we say, I just want to say one more thing about JCPenney. So I recently, um, I read the book, <laughs> You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey. It's by Amber Ruffin and her sister, Lacey okay. Lamar. Um, have you, do you know Amber Ruffin? I've never heard of them. I don't think so. Okay. She is um, a writer on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Um, and okay. she's this like very funny bubbly loud black woman and like some of her segments are just a bit much because it's just like the like how she kind of is like amber says what and she's like and i was like what like sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's just a lot okay. but you know it's comedy so that's yeah. how it goes um but she and her sister so they grew up in omaha nebraska which like pretty white um and so they they wrote this story and it's just like cringe but hilarious stories that have happened to Lacey mm-hmm. over the years and JC Penny has its own entire chapter of the book like basically just like getting oh racially gosh. profiled for stealing things but like getting dragged into the like underneath the stairs like a secret wall that pops out and there's like security cam like where all the foot like it's just oh they tell it gosh. in a way that is really funny but it is just like 
she's like, you know, you'd think we would stop going to JCPenney after the fifth time we'd been profiled, but like $4 shirts. <laughs> I was like, $4 Okay, I do. I just Googled her and I recognize her now. Yeah, yeah I like her. Um, anyway, it's a really funny book and it'll take you like two days to read it max it's a good like vacation read or a beach read and it's like yeah it's it's, it's like short stories like short stories very funny kind of. you yeah. know has a That's bit of fun. a I love I love books like that yes it, yeah it has a bit of a, a moral because they are about like people you know all the different microaggressions and stuff that you're kind of like oh wow like but they're all very funny so I highly recommend the book You'll never believe what happened to Lacey. Anyway, they okay. dob in J.C. Penny. It's hysterical. So, um, look, that will wrap up the Rachel thing. I don't know how we got there either. But anyway, um, don't know how we got to this J.C. Penny. But here we are. <laughs> um, oh my so, gosh! So Rachel gets embarrassed and storms out. And later, um, Monica Chandler and Phoebe apologize. Um, and mm-hmm. Rachel handles it really well. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. I actually ended up going by myself and we had a great time. And, you know, Ralph Lauren was able to raise a ton of money for the charity. So it was all, it was all good. So me trees or I want to say a disease. Yeah. So funny. So anyway, she handles it well. And that is the last we she ever does. see of Sebastian Patrick or Eldad. Sebastian, okay. what is it like a cat's name or something? <laughs> it is. Um, okay. The last part of this episode is Ross and the student he is dating. So, oh, they walk into the coffee shop. Hey, everybody, this is Elizabeth. Oh, what? Is it forbidden? (laughs) Is it forbidden? (laughs) It's naughty. Um, Are you being (laughs) breathy like Elizabeth? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You sound like a chipmunk. I don't know why. I don't know what a chipmunk sounds like, but maybe it's because of the way that she makes you like scrunches up her face, gets chipmunk like. Yeah. Um. I am oh hoping that every... I saw this meme. Oh, yeah. the... no, I'm sorry. Go. I have to interrupt you. I saw this meme the other day that was like somebody, someone's over at your house, and it's like, oh, your dog. He's like, oh, my butt can't even fit in this chair. It's so big. And the other person looks over and goes, that's not all my dog sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> and all I could think was, is you're like. Sound like a chipmunk. I don't really know what chipmunks sound like, but like we all have ideas of what our pets sound like. And I'm yes. just like, what do I think a chipmunk sounds like? Um, um Renee, that anyway. reminds me of that video I sent you with the cat and that voice. I would never use that voice for an animal. It was just so big. Yeah. Um, hello, I was made to believe that breakfast would be served. <laughs> I don't want to be dramatic, but it's been 20 minutes since I've eaten and I might um die. <laughs> Oh, so funny. Just the, the big eyes on this kitten. Like, I know. Oh, oh he was, he had was huge so eyes. Funny. I might die not to be dramatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I mean, because Steve definitely has a voice. Like, it is his voice. Yeah. What does Steve sound like? Um, He sounds like really not just do it excited about us. anything. I'm doing it. This is it. Oh. This is me doing it. Oh, that's you being Steve. Uh, Guys, like. I don't know how many times I have to tell you, like, uh, when I ask for breakfast, I want it. So, um, yeah, if you could just listen when I tell you things, that'd be great. You have like, got to listen. Everything is just, yeah, this is just he's all, like, deadpan he's very deadpan. unimpressed, very deadpan, because he just sits there and he blinks at me. <laughs> and we're like, uh, hey, uh, hey. What does the cheat <laughs> sound like? Oh, the cheat is more hyper. We even started doing his voice as much. I just realized that. Okay, it'll come out. You got. So you need some time. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Let me think about it for a second. I'm trying to think. We did do. We were doing some impressions of him earlier. Impressions, like he's, you know. Um, <laughs> it will come to me later. I okay. was like trying to think of something we were talking about. I was made to believe that there would be breakfast. <laughs> oh, it cracks me up. Anyway. Okay, so Ross walks in with the chipmunk he's dating, and um, they're in the coffee shop being really annoying. When they, they, mm-hmm. She's like, I'm the student. And they're like, Phoebe's like, oh, so sorry to bump into you, sir. Yeah, when Phoebe's like, um, not to be like forward, but aren't you guys not allowed to date? And they're like, oh, no, no, we're not together. We are just both here separately and happen to run into each other. And they're all kind of like, <laughs> We oh. just happen to be two people here together at the coffee house. 
Yeah, I find it annoying because like, anyway, I'll get to that later. But so then, <clears throat> so then Elizabeth, le- Elizabeth leaves and they're all like starting to like make fun of Ross and he expects it. He's like, all right, what do you got? And they're like, oh, when's her birthday? I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, tell her I want my Girl Scout cookies early this year. And then, you know, Joey's like, no, but in all seriousness, dude, like, you know, she seems really nice. Are you guys happy? And he's like, yeah, you know, thanks so much. It's just so nice that you guys could and Phoebe interrupts. And I was like, okay, okay, I got one. I got one. I'm good. <laughs> what is she, like 12? <laughs> I feel like that um, that diss has totally come back. Like, really? Yeah, because don't you feel like that's something that people say, like, okay, you're like 12 or like, ugh, what are they, like 12? I feel like maybe it's finally made it to New Zealand. I don't know. Maybe it's just Taylor's oldest time. Like, yeah, maybe. It's just always a good diss, like when you're acting immature. When she's, her delivery on that reminds me of a friend of ours in high school. Who? You Who I tell. feel like okay. easily would have, like, wanted to make a comeback. Or, um, oh, I know exactly who you're talking comeback. about. You know what I mean? Yep. Like when she, yep. the like the whole delivery, like but the interruption to like a subpar a one. Yeah, yeah, a subpar <laughs> joke, and you're like, uh, and you're yeah, like, oh, okay. And then they're they're they kind of are upset that you don't think it's as funny as they did. Yeah, pretty much. And then even like the laugh with it. But I do, I think this is one of the one when Monica's like, oh, what does she have to go do her homework? Or Chandler's like, what does she have to go do her homework or something? He's like, yeah, yeah. molecular epidemiology papers do. And he's like, tell her good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when like, Chandler tries to end. It's um, pretty good, actually. Yeah. When Ross like, doesn't yeah. even like skip a beat. She does have homework. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. So, um, okay. So that's, that's kind of like the end of that. And then throughout the episode, she's like, Oh, Professor Geller, I need to speak to you about my paper here in your office. And he's like, okay, come in, student. And like, whatever, they're still being annoying. But my thing here is like, the other professors saw you two together on a date and you even straight up said, yes, we're dating. So like, I feel like this whole like, oh, we're just a professor and student talking. I'm like, I'm like, you... I don't know. It's just weird to me because I'm like, they know that you're not. And why are you doing this in front of where they also are? Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And like, that's, that's like kind of what I was saying last time. I know it was like a little bit of a broken record. And I'm like, Ross, I don't feel like he's actually thinking any of this through because it just seems like they should not be seen together at all anywhere near campus. If they're actually going to do this. Yeah. I mean, there's just no chance. Like, I would take different hallways. I would avoid it so much yes. that it looks obvious that we're avoiding each other. Yes. But, like, you cannot be caught together after someone else knew you were potentially dating. It doesn't matter if there's anything going on with you anymore or not. That is sketchy. So, I just would never be going into the office to make out no and like leave not the door the open door, like i know dummies. make out elsewhere you don't have to make out in between class whatever they're just we know their whole like it's literally forbidden. millions of other places to make out they're being very dumb whatever. anyway so she comes into his office and she's like actually i really want to talk to you about spring vacation and again i'm gonna need to take a pause <laughs> have you ever other than this episode heard it called spring vacation Never, 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 never. There is summer vacation. There is Christmas vacation. Also known as breaks. But those are the only times. Fall vacation is not a thing. Easter vacation is not a thing. Um, Spring vacation is not a thing. Do you remember there was that like, um, there was that like private preppy school that used to have, they'd had like ski ski week. week. Okay, that's what they called it. But it was like. Yeah, that's called ski week. It was like separate to spring break. They also had ski week where it was like basically when ski season opened in February, all of the students got a week off so their families could fly to Aspen <laughs> and Vail. Mm-hmm. And we were like, must be nice as we're on the public bus. Like, <laughs> Yep, pretty much. Um, um, yeah, okay. But yeah, no, I've never heard it called spring vacation ever yeah. except this episode, which does lead me to believe that it's a made up thing. She wants it to sound, oh. well, she just wants it to sound like Monica's 
Monica's clarification yes. later. So yeah, sounds more innocent than. So it when is. Ross comes in and he's like, "We got interrupted, but she was about to ask me to go on a trip with her." Um, oh yeah, I see. Okay, so that doesn't. So he's like, "She was about to ask me on a tri- to go on a trip," and they're all like, "Okay," and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, you guys! Like that's too fast. What do I do? What do I say?" And they're just like, "Just roll with it. Like chill out, dude. You know, like just tell her that you don't think it's time yet." And he's like, "Okay." So they talk again, and. He's like, I'm sorry. I just don't think I'm ready to go to Florida with you. And she's like, oh, I think you misunderstood. I was just letting you know that I'm going on a holiday for two weeks without you, which she's (laughs) in no way obligated to tell him this early on in the relationship. But she does. And he's like, I I think it's valid to tell people if you're going to be gone for two weeks. Yeah, I guess that's true because it's like. You know, he may it's or may just not hear common from her. courtesy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't just ghost him. Okay. I guess. All right. Interesting play, but okay. I mean, I'm just kidding. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, um, which I'm glad. Well, I want to back up real quick. I am glad that Ross addressed it head on because I feel typically his MO is to try not to address it head on and end up in a worse position than ever. Where he now owns a beach condo with her in Florida. Right. I see what you're saying. Like he's You somehow, know, so yeah, like yeah, Mona, yeah. instead of just saying to Mona, Oh, I'm sorry, like basically every whatever, anything that happens with Mona, instead of just being direct with her, literally dozens of times, all he needed to do was say, I don't think we should do a holiday card. Oh, actually, Rachel's moving in here because she's having my baby. <laughs> like Maybe it wouldn't have ended the way you wanted, but you just wouldn't be direct, you know? Be homeless, so, and she is now the sole recipient of the keys to your apartment. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm like, this is one time where Ross actually just addresses something head on. And look, even though he was totally wrong, at least it in got cleared what up quickly. He thought was happening, it got cleared up so quickly, like instantly, which is great. I do also feel like um, Elizabeth is more mature than Ross is, thankfully. Um, yes. Somebody. But yeah. Somehow. Because he was like, yeah, that was the thing with Mona is he was, remember when he's like, I can't tell her no because then she'll get all sad and weepy and start crying. And like, even if that's true, it's like, maybe give the woman a, the benefit of the doubt. Like, Elizabeth yeah. is fine and doesn't turn into a puddle of tears when she thinks you don't want to go away with her. Like, Actually, she was telling you she was going away. and You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Ross's misogyny. But anyway. um, Yeah, good point. It, <laughs> we don't have time for all that. No, we don't. We've already covered it. So um, so he does address it head on. And she's like, no, no, I'm just going away to Florida for two weeks. I wanted to let you know. And and so I like when he comes back and they're like, oh, how did, how did the talk go? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. She wanted to let me know she's going on spring vacation for a couple weeks. And they're like, wait, is she going on spring vacation, which is something she just made up, or is she going on spring break? Woohoo! <laughs> Whoopa! Whoopa! And he's like, what's the difference? She is going to have a great time. Yeah. And so they're like, basically, spring vacation is like what you did, where you went to Egypt with your dad for two weeks. And spring break is where you're like in Daytona going wild. Um. And he's like, it turns out she is going to spring break. Woohoo. And he's like all upset. So I just want to, I don't know where, at what point we want to talk about this, but do you, I don't, I don't feel like I ever actually had a spring break. And I'm wondering if you feel like Mm. you did. Well, we lived at the beach and we never, I mean, I never had any money. So like, I remember other people going on spring breaks, but I was like, well, if we've got seven days off of school, I'm going to work the whole time. Ah. Oh. So, I mean, that's what I usually did over breaks. We did get seven days off of school, but exactly as Renee said, we literally lived across the bridge from the beach where people from the so, entire country used to fly down to yeah, go to spring break. Go on vacation. So it just didn't really feel so there like was, spring break. There was one year that our friend, our roommate sophomore year, the one that got us into friends, hey Lauren, um, mm-hmm. her, remember she moved into a condo that was like literally across the street from the school? Yeah. And she had a dog 
and so we stayed at her condo and took care of the dog while oh, she was up town for spring break. Oh my gosh, I forgot so about that. So we kind of treated that like I think we still worked and stuff, but I remember us being like, "This is spring break." Like we went out to dinner, we went to the beach, like we made a little staycation before that was a word. Um, we made a little staycation out of it. I forgot about that. So, I totally forgot about dogs yeah, sitting at that her was really condo. Fun. That was fun. I was yeah. actually thinking that like, it's not that we were like, oh, boohoo us. It's just that we never like flew to the beach for spring break because we would literally just right. get in our car and drive to the beach that we went to every weekend anyway. But um, right. I did I did one year. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, freshman year of college when we were going to separate schools. Didn't you come to my school for spring well, break? Well, let, yes, let me tell the story. So, oh, okay. <laughs> our spring breaks were different. And so, I was supposed to go on a snowboarding holiday with the boy that I had a crush on, RK Punk Fan 10. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, that? my gosh. We, yes. Okay. I was like, wait, who was this? And I was like, oh, my gosh, it was that one guy. It okay, was yes. RK Punk Fan. So, we were like, mm-hmm. I'm, that was his aim um, handle. Which is how you talked to people back freshman year of college was through AIM. And so, like, we did not know each other that well. We just had crushes on each other. And we're like, oh, we should go snowboarding. It'd be so fun. And I was like, well, look, my sister lives in Minnesota. We could, like, go there. And, like, now knowing, I'm like, where in Minnesota do you snowboard? I was just like, it's cold and has snow. I still didn't learn that lesson because when I moved to Chicago, I thought I could go snowboarding there, too. Because I was like, it's cold. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean it's the plains? Anyway, um... So that fell through, weirdly. I can't imagine why. But those plans fell through. And so I was like, well, I have, I don't know what I'm going to do for spring break now. And you and Kim were like, well, why don't you come down here? You can stay in our room. Um, like, it's it wasn't your spring break. So you guys were like, well, we're still going to have to go to class and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. you went to school at the beach, like at the beach. So you're mm-hmm. like, why don't you just come here? And that was, that's so that's what I did. I came and spent a week with you guys and... Look at yeah. us now. And, and then never I transferred. Left. Never left. I remember at the end you were like, I don't want to go back. I didn't. I cried I when I drove away. Because I, I really did like the school that I was going to. But it's just like you guys had made such a good community of friends and great yeah. people. And like my school was like good academically. Really big. And it was like it, it had like a sorority and it had like really good sports programs and all of that kind of stuff which is cool but like it just was hard to make good friends who were like yeah more than just like let's go party surface level friends yeah it's so funny I always thought I would go to a really big state school and I'm so glad I didn't like I don't think that I wouldn't have liked it but I really did love like like you said you were just able to like meet more people and like see them more regularly not being like oh your your dorm is 20 minutes away from mine. yeah literally <laughs> and just like um, it look the big school was good but like I just was so unengaged yeah. and I wasn't really going to classes yeah. that much and so like my grades mm. were starting to drop and so all the things about it that were supposedly really good yeah. w- weren't working out for me anyway so yeah it yeah. was much better at the at the small school. And that's how we tricked her into coming. That is. No, I'm just kidding. That's something I tell people all the time, though. I'm like, you know, I could kind of live anywhere, um, you know, within reason. Like, there's pros and cons to living anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you can find good things, bad things, things that work for you, things that aren't the best for you. Like, every place is going to have that. Literally, nowhere's perfect. But I could not give up my group of friends in Nashville. Like, Aww. it would be really hard. And, like, just because there's a wide net of them now. And it would just be really hard to do that again. Have any of them moved away? Um, no, not in my, like, very close Yeah, group. that's not in really a long good. time. Yeah, no, not really. Because I was going to say, I had a great group of friends in Chicago, but it was, like, you know, we were yeah. all into our, like, early to mid then kind of like starting to approach mid to late 20s and so naturally like a bunch of people just got married or had kids or moved states or moved suburbs or you know and so if I were to go back there now it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same so it's like that's cool that yeah yours has stayed stayed tight well that's kind of the funny thing is like when I moved here a lot of people that I am friends with and like Matt included in this 
um, they were part of like a really large group of friends and it had kind of just disbanded, not out of anything negative. It was just kind of the same thing. Like people were moving. There was just, this was kind of like a, a moment in their, you know, friend of group of friends where a lot of people had life changes, kind of like you're saying. And so it had kind of dissolved and there's a very small sect of it that are my friends now, but they had tons of other friends. So I kind of yeah. came in as the transition was happening, oh, okay. which kind of was perfect timing because things were already a little bit changing, but there was still like a little group I got plugged into, you know? Yeah. But um, there's there's plenty of people that they'll like mention and I'm like, oh yeah, I met them once or I know who they are. Yeah, but interesting. I was never really friends with them. So I feel like... It's funny because it was right around that same time, which is when I moved here, which is kind of like the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't all those people, but um, yeah, it's just interesting. But anyway, Elizabeth goes to a, a school where she hooks up with a professor, <laughs> which is something we've never had an experience with. No. Um, no. So, and, yeah. And I. Like you said, it's very early in the relationship. There's nothing that she, like, owes Ross. I don't think it seems like she's trying to pull a fast one on him or, like, do anything with anyone else. Like, you know? But she does call it spring vacation, and she neglects to mention who she's going with. Yeah. So, right. So um, they kind of scare Ross a little bit. Um because they're like, you know, he's like, turns out she is going on spring break, woohoo. And he like goes over to her house to help her pack. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> oh like, my gosh, Ross. I mean, she's a tiny person. And this is a... She's so tiny. This is a tiny bathing suit. And she's like... Is that supportive? Is, is this? When he's like, he's like, hey, if you want to blow off some steam, how do you feel about arts and crafts? And yeah, he's just really trying to like block anything from happening. But um, I, I like when he's talking to the his friends and he's like, oh, like what if she goes to Florida and like hooks up with a bunch of dudes? And Chandler goes... Maybe you don't marry this one. I can't remember if that was cut out okay, or not. Okay, I was trying to remember if that was this episode or yeah. not. I couldn't remember. I love that line. Maybe you don't Because marry it's true. This one. Like maybe just like have a little bit of oh, this is fun. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't have to be I know. I, I have a friend like this too though, who like, you know, just some people just are relationship people. And I appreciate well, that. Well, and there's yeah, sorry. No, no, you go. I was just going to say, it, it would be easier for me to get on board with that when just five minutes ago, he was like, this is moving too fast. Yeah. Well, now, now it feels like a, now this it's is weird, weird for, for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is classic Ross, yeah. you know? So it's like, okay, you wanted something casual when... When it started getting too serious. But now she wants to be, I wouldn't even say casual. I would just say appropriate level of, you know, relationship for being in a secret two-week relationship, you know. He, yeah, he's basically, yeah, it's weird. But anyway, um, so he walks her to, he takes her to the airport um, and she's like, you know, he's like still being really weird about it. And she, again, thankfully, is so mature because he is starting to get borderline controlling, I think. Um, and she's like, Ross, don't worry. Like, I'm not going down there to like hook up with a bunch of dudes or anything like that. Yeah. I just, I work really hard and I just really want like a good break. Yes, you've earned it. Mm-hmm. You just took your molecular epidemiology final. I still don't even know what that possibly means. Why is molecular such a hard word to say? Molecular. I don't know. Say I know. it three times fast. Molecular, molecular, molecular. That was I almost couldn't. <clears throat> um That was pretty good. Thank you. Unique New York. Put me on TV. Um anyway. Molecular, molecular, molecular. Well done. Oh, I did See? It. Oh. I did it. <laughs> it's almost like we should host a radio show or podcast. Would of you some pay sort. good money <laughs> to hear these podcast hosts <laughs> say molecular and other hard words more than three times in a row? You know NASA's going to want to talk to us. You know NASA's going to want to talk to us. 
Okay, let me get this out, and then oh. we can say molecular to our heart's content. Okay, so okay. Okay. so she's at the gate, and she's like, look, I'm not going to go like hook up with a bunch of guys. I, I just need to get away from school for a little bit, which is true. And he's like, oh, you're right. That's great. And then she's like, I just want to go have fun with my friends. Oh, look, there they are. <laughs> it's like, Liz, 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 oh Liz, my gosh. Liz, it Liz. is so funny. It is like literally a frat house showed up and is like, like the neediest head meatheads. Oh. A frat house that only has the entire starting football lineup. Yes. Like they are all giant and she is like 14 pounds. And they're just like loud. And I'm I'm like the guy in the back who's like doing the finger guns. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Okay. So the episode ends. And thank goodness Ross could just trust her and leave it alone. Yes. Thankfully nothing weird happens. Oh. Cut to. Oh wait. Wait a minute guys. Ross. That's Ross is on the phone. He just said to turn on the news or turn on MTV or whatever. Turn on MTV. And do you and do you remember okay so well anyway so it's it's they're like oh my gosh look there's Elizabeth like dancing in her bathing suit like at a beach at spring break house. At spring break. And then Ross comes up and pushes a guy out of the way and starts dancing and they're like oh Professor Geller. <laughs> Professor Gill. Um, do you oh, remember so when MTV used to play Spring Break footage? Yes. Oh my gosh, of course. I had completely forgotten until I saw this clip again and I was like, oh my gosh, this is all screaming back to me. I don't I don't remember I don't remember much about it at all, other than it was like it was basically just they would send their like VJ radio or um TV hosts mm-hmm. down there and they would just do like play music while people were dancing around right like, but they would also basically do all the shows on mtv at spring break so they would do trl at spring break and they have like britney spears announcing and they do a live performance and, yeah um then they would have like do you remember like what was oh we were just talking about old mtv shows the other day i just thought of one oh singled out they would do like singled out at spring break and right. like those kind of things, you know. So they would just bring their programming to be <laughs> down spring break, and which like is brilliant. Beach themed. It was. It was so smart. Brilliant. And I just we were too a little bit too young, I think, right? Because we would have still been like middle school, early high school. But um, yeah, yeah, we would have never been old break. enough to go. Oh my gosh, so funny. Spring break, woohoo! Spring break, woohoo! Oh, it's so funny. And Ross's dancing is so bad. So bad. It's the routine all over again, really. Oh, gosh. I actually think the routine's better. Oh, Professor Geller. Oh, well, anyway. Professor Geller. It might be winter here, but it's almost like I'm at the beach. I can almost feel it if I close my eyes <laughs> ah. and try to warm up my feet. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mm. Ah, it's very hot where you are, so it's probably not that hard to imagine. It's so hot where I am. Oh, my gosh. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Good times. So spring break's almost over. So spring break woohoo. Okay. So that's that's it for the one with Joey's fridge, how far we've come. Um, <laughs> guys, join us next week because next week is the one with mac and cheese. Things are about to get okay. funnier. Things are about to get funnier. All right, everybody. Uh, great. I can't wait to see this realistic robot. Enjoy your spring break. And we will talk to you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.